Hey, everyone. It is Monday, and we're on to topic number two with Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great. Sitting here waiting for my breaks to get complete. So I'm in a, <laughs> in a car dealer waiting room right now. <laughs> well, thank you very much for doing this. It means a lot to me that uh, you make time for this during the week. So thank you very much. Yeah, man. I thought I'd be done by now. I'll be on the road, but here yeah. we are. And we are. Hey, so one of the things I want to talk about is price versus time. So let me set this up for you because it's something that's rattling around in my brain. It's something that I think is important that not enough people think about and almost nobody talks about. So think about when you go to a store, maybe a car dealership, right? If you walked around the showroom floor, they have price tags on the vehicles, at least most of them, mm -hmm. right? Except the really expensive ones, because you know if you have to ask, you can't afford it, right? That's, that's the joke, right? You go to a retail store, you go for, shop for a vacation, everything has a price. What I'm trying to push people to think about and what I put in my course over the weekend that I just rolled out is people need to think about time because frankly, price is not equal to everyone. What I want people to think about is what is your discretionary income, right? So your, your income, your net after taxes, what are your kind of fixed expenses that you already have allocated? Think rent or mortgage, think car payments, think credit cards, think food, think entertainment, so on and so forth. And then there is some number left. Some, for some people, it's razor thin. For some people, it's gargantuan. But what I want people to realize is that is the only number that you should consider when you're thinking price. Because let's just say you have you made five thousand net, you spend twenty five hundred. If you want to go buy a twenty five hundred dollar vacation, it's worth one month's salary, right, or one month's discretionary income. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to push people to think price, because too many people. I'm sorry, think time, right? How much time does that twenty five hundred dollar vacation? And the answer is, it takes me one month of effort. It takes me one month of work to afford this vacation. And if you take that same vacation that's $2,500 and you only have $1,000 left over, it actually takes you two and a half months of work to pay mm -hmm. for that vacation. So that's what I mean by price and time. I want more and more people to think about what do I have left over? Because it's only those discretionary dollars, which I call freedom dollars, that you can make choices with. All the other stuff is spent mm -hmm. on day one of a year or day one of a month. You already know what your mortgage or rent is. You know what your car payment is. You know what taxes, I mean, all of that stuff. So uh, what, is, what do you think about there? Am I on the right track? Or am I just being crazy again? No, I mean, you're talking about opportunity cost, you know, time value of money and, you know, velocity of cash, right? So when you're looking in the world of investments, you know, a lot of people ask me, how do I look at a deal? I think you and I discussed that one time. What, what, how do I look at deals? How do I evaluate? The first thing I look at is opportunity cost. Is this even worth my time? Let's say you can make $100,000 on a deal or $1 million on a deal. Based on what you earn normally, is that even worth pursuing based on the actual profitability of the deal? And then you got to look at, so that's opportunity cost, okay? Because I only have so many hours in the day. There's only so many things that I, I can literally do in a day. And this is one of the things that I help my clients with more than anything else. It's the one thing, right? So it's like, People talk about 80-20, you know, 80% of your results coming from 20% of your efforts. I drill that down into what's the 100% of the 20%. What's the one or two things that you need to focus on that are going to produce and generate the results? So it's, you know, um, it's like Elon Musk talks about. He's got all these things going on. And sure, you've got different people executing and operating on these different things, but you still have to focus a certain amount of time, energy, and attention with those things. So there's only so many you can focus on. So you got to focus on the ones that are going to generate the highest and best return on that investment. Same thing when you're looking at what, what you just talked about. And one of the things we talked about was if your resources are limited to such that 
it's a $2,500 vacation. I earn, you know, net discretionary income of $2,500 in a month. One month of labor will pay for that vacation. Then the question is, you have to ask yourself, well, how else can I expand that income mm -hmm. so that I can afford the price of whatever I want? So you look at, you know, earning more, not cutting back and doing less. Yeah, that's a big concept for you. I mean, I think you've said it a dozen times and it probably bears repeating, right? You're, you're very much like, hey, how can I afford that, right? That's something mm -hmm. you brought up many times. And again, don't think, don't think sort of cut out, you know, the lattes and all kind of, you know, cutting back, think expansion, think bigger. Is, that's a very big Yeah, how can I you. afford it? And that's the Kiyosaki, you know, that's one of the nuggets in the book is, you know, get assets first that will pay for the things that you want later. Yeah. And that's something I'm really trying to push people to think about. And again, it, I, when I, when I create a course or I think about anything I do, I, I, I only talk about things that, that have been important to me in my journey to, to wealth. Mm -hmm. And that was a big one early on is, is I still remember sit, walking into the kitchen, whereas where at the time my mom would pay bills, my mom paid the bills in my family and just watching her be stressed out. I did. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I knew she was stressed out. I knew it was because of lack of money, but I never appreciated how close my family was li living to the edge, right? Because there wasn't enough discretionary income for the extras in life, let alone the extras, just the emergencies. The emergencies yeah. would just wipe us out, right? A flat tire, for example, um, you know, a, a health scare, uh, for example. And that that's where I want people to realize that discretionary number, that that's where all the decisions are made. You can talk about mm -hmm. making 5,000 bucks a month but if you're spending 4,800 a month on everything else, you really only have $200 to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and to take it one step further as an entrepreneur, I'm a job creator. So, you know, I've always created jobs, had employees, you know, that's, that's been my life long career history. That's what I do. It's what I've done. So when I look at salaries, you know, that I'm paying somebody, I look at it differently than the employee looks at it. So an employee looks at salary, this is what I get for showing up in exchange for the services I provide to the company. What I look at is, you know, and this is what I would always explain to my employees, especially if they came to me for a raise, you know, it would be like, okay, do you understand how much business I have to generate, how much risk I have to take just so that your salary can be paid? You know, so you have your salary, then you've got the taxes and all that stuff that you have to match on top of it, plus the benefits and all the other things that go along with it. So an employee that's making 5,000 a month that I'm paying, probably actually costing me 7,500. So in order to pay that, you know, I have to generate, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in revenue to be able to pay somebody or whatever it is, you know, a month mm -hmm. to be able to pay that 7,500, uh, you know, after all other overhead costs and things like that are factored in the equation. So, you know, each employee becomes a revenue center. When you have that discussion with somebody, the light bulb really goes off because then it would always turn it back to say, okay, I understand that you feel like you want more. You feel like you should get paid more why is that? And it would always be, well, I've been here however long. And I said, okay, well, that's great. I said, <laughs> what have you done differently today than you did, you know, a year ago when you started, what are you doing different? How are you bringing in the extra income? I just showed you how much it costs to employ you. How are you going to bring in more and expand so that I can pay you more? Yeah. So, you know, it's the old philosophy of if you want to get paid more for what you do, you got to do more than you're currently paid to do. So you got to do the work first, then, the, then it comes later. Yeah. So I want to, I want to take that one step further. And, and that's kind of the employee to you. I'm just wondering in all of your businesses that you've run, I have to imagine, we're going to see where this goes. I have to imagine <laughs> at least once there was some employee who was just killing it again, expanding your business 
that you actually went to and said, Hey, you're doing a killer job. You're doing, you know, lights out things. I'm going to give you a raise or a bonus or a one-off or whatever you want to call that as an entrepreneur. So again, people that do more than that are expected that do more than they were getting, they see the return of that. Is that true? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I had bonus incentives, profit. So I, I always shared, you know, profitability, there were bonuses and things like that, you know, for, for, um, the employees that could affect that. And then there were ones that, you know, they got, you know, general increases over time and things like that. Um, and then there were the ones that reached a point to where it wasn't sustainable. I couldn't pay them anymore. So I helped them start their own business. And I would come to them and I'd say, look, you've outgrown this company. There's nowhere else for you to go. I can't pay you anymore. You can't earn anymore. Why don't you start your own business and then work for me as a subcontractor? So go. I helped a lot of people start their own companies that way. That's amazing. And again, this is this is just how being an entrepreneur works. You're returning value to value created. And again, really, when we start all of this, it really is opportunity cost. And I just mm-hmm. want to make sure people realize in my mind, opportunity cost can be looked at two ways. One is just the dollar element. Hey, I'm going to deploy this capital here. It means it can't be put elsewhere. That's kind of the economic definition. I want most people to realize and, and where, where most people are, it's time, Right. And again, how much time, for example, do you spend a week watching TV? I mean, just for example, 10 hours, you know, I don't know, what, seven hours? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's an opportunity cost. That hour, I don't want to call it wasted, chosen to be spent that way is an opportunity cost. And most folks need to think opportunity cost in time uh, because they're not making these economic decisions with cash. Mm-hmm. So think, think about that. Would you agree? Yeah, in this day and age, especially, I think everybody's been reminded how precious time is. That's the one thing that no matter how much you have, you know, how wealthy you are, you can't buy it, you can't create it, you can't make any more of it. It is what it is. Every single day that goes by is one less day you have. So the question is, if there is a time value equation to a choice you're about to make, are you really willing to exchange the time that it takes for that thing that you're pursuing and that you're thinking about purchasing or doing. Very, very cool. Well, Greg, this has been a lot of fun. I can't wait for topic number three.